welcome to Mystery Beers episode 247 of Brutal Battle. And this will be a slightly bigger one. Probably not runtime wise, although maybe we don't know when we do this. It just ends up being as long as it is. But we're doing three mystery mystery beers for this one uh, because that's what we ended up having left from what Kelly and Kyle Norman gave us. So we were like, well, we're not just going to do two mystery beers for this if we just have a remaining one. Just throw all three of them in and have extra fun. So we're going to have extra fun. I know, and they're all different colors, which will be fun, too. And it's also funny to note, because the way I've been pouring them is that I pour and then I just put the number on, or the letter on them, A, B, C, and I put them in certain glasses for A, B, and C, and I've just been doing it. It is what it is. So if the tasting order's off, the tasting order's off. You know, whatever. This one, it just so happens that it goes lighter to darker, just by happenstance. Very random, but... Yeah. And, re- yeah, and Rebecca was excited because there's a dark one. I know. I was like, I hope there's a dark one. I'm excited because there's one that looks like maybe it's an IPA of sorts. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, but Rebecca came up with an idea for a little intro thing for this episode. Before we get to the mystery beers, we're not doing, like, an article like we have done with some of them. Something a little different, so... Go ahead, yeah, Rebecca. so this is beer trivia. Okay. So I'm going to quiz Carlin and see how well he knows some beer trivia. I mean, no guarantees, because I'm not, like, an expert. I know. So I I picked ones that, like, you probably could get. Some are multiple choice. Well, at least uh-huh. one of them is multiple choice. Okay. I will just say that I am an expert in what I like personally. Yeah. From a consumer perspective, for myself and people who have similar tastes to me, I would consider myself an, an expert beer consumer, but if you have different tastes than me, or if you're a brewer or whatever, I am not an expert, <laughs> so don't follow things I say. Okay, so first question. Which is the most sold beer in the United States? I mean, I feel like it's got to be Bud Light. It is Bud Light. You know why? How do you know that? Because they come up in country music songs all the time. Oh. <laughs> That's not actually my reasoning. <laughs> I'm pretty sure years ago when we had information on an episode about, like, total, you know, product sales, macro versus micro, we've done stuff like that before. I remember Bud Light being the top, so I figure it's probably still the same. But, yeah, you do hear a lot of lines about Bud Light in country music Mm -hmm. songs, although I don't really listen to country music. And these questions are from ultimatequizquestions.com. I just Googled beer trivia, beer quiz, and found some things. And they had more, though. They had, like, what, like 25, Yeah, they had a lot, but some of them were just, like, really obscure questions, and I'm like, there's no way Carlin would ever know this. Or even have a chance to. Yeah, it's just not going to be fun. Okay. Which country consumes the most beer per capita? Per capita. I know people would would likely just be like, oh, it's got to be the U.S., but I'm going to have a... I have a feeling it's probably not the U.S. It's not the U.S. You're right. Um, per capita. I'm going to go China. Nope. You want to guess again? I know it's been growing for China. Um, Germany. I, this, that that I was mean, my first guess. Germany would make sense. U.K. would also make sense. Wrong, wrong. From a historical standpoint. Is it something weird like Poland or something? It's a little obscure. Okay. Czech Republic. Mm, okay. 
they like their their drank. Yeah. They like their those beers. I don't I don't I don't know what year this was this quiz came out, so I'm not sure if that's like no, right. accurate now. It was from twenty twelve <laughs> yeah, or something. It's know. like about ten years old. Um in the US, a barrel a barrel of beer contains how many gallons? I I have no concept of this. No, me neither, really. So, so I thought this is kind of an interesting fact. I just drink the beer. Right, exactly. And as far as, like, ounces and gallons and stuff like that, like, I know what I'm consuming. So, like, growlers, crowlers, cans, bottles. Like, I know right. that stuff, obviously, very well. But is it 60,000 gallons? Well, no, 60,000? 25,000. Not thousands. <laughs> Okay, actual gallons. Okay, one barrel of beer. A barrel. Gallons. How many gallons? It's like 2,500 gallons. It's not that much. You're 500 like, gallons. You're like way... 250 gallons. No. I, I have no concept. I You really don't because it's only 31. 31 gallons. Of beer in a barrel. I guess that makes more sense. I wasn't thinking, like, in order to answer it much better, I sh- probably should have been visualizing, like, a gallon jug of milk. Yeah. And then figuring it that way. I didn't put nearly enough thought into it. So, yeah. It's only 31. I was thinking, I think when I was thinking about barrels, I was thinking about fermenters. Oh. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. And those can hold a lot. Okay. So, yeah. Next question. In which German city is the world's biggest beer festival, Oktoberfest, traditionally celebrated? I mean, Germany. In which city? In which city? Munich. Munich. Yeah, yeah, Munich for sure. Yeah. Actually, um, a good friend of mine from college was in Germany for a semester. Well, it was like a summer semester when we were in college. He was doing some studying there. By the way, if anyone likes the band Rammstein from Germany, he was staying in a hotel owned by the band Rammstein, which is weird. But he was there during Oktoberfest. Mm. He went back out during Oktoberfest. And he said it was just, like, nuts. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it was, like, people all over the place. And, like, hammered and just... I mean, it's it's about what people would probably assume. Yeah. You know, people just getting wasted and, and celebrating. Yeah, we, we've watched YouTube videos of people at Oktoberfest. Yes. That was kind of an interesting experience. It's very interesting, especially with, like, the beer hall setups. Yeah. I mean, I've been to places in the U.S. that have beer hall setups, but I'm, it's very different, actually, in Germany. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Next. Next question. Which brewery is claimed to be the oldest in the United States? Okay, this is not craft brewery. No. <sighs> claimed to be the oldest. I guess it's still operating? It's still operating. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it Coors? It's not Coors. August Shell? Nope. I know they're pretty old. The oldest. It's not Sierra Nevada. No. That's like potentially the oldest craft brewery, I think. That would be interesting Sierra to see Nevada. like the oldest craft brewery. Who is the oldest overall? Well, I'm about to tell you. It's not Coors. It's not Miller. No. It's not Anheuser-Busch. No. I have a feeling that when you say I'm going to be like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Go ahead. Yingling. Oh, that's I think right. You known. Yeah. Yeah, especially because Yingling's not that far from us, honestly. No. Because we're close to Pennsylvania. Um, 
Yes, that information has been in my head at one point. Yeah, I, just, I figured it was. Yeah, I just... The thing is, I don't think about Yingling at all. Like, they're never on my oh, radar. Yeah. I forget about them all the time because I don't like any of their stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to way back. I would be interested to see how the oldest craft... I bet it is Sierra Nevada. Yeah, I think it might... Yeah. I think so. Anyway. Okay. Next. This is a multiple choice. Ooh, no, it might be Anchor. Oh. It might be Anchor. Oh, a good one. Anyway. Where does St. Adams fall on that? I don't know. Do they start in 70s, 80s, maybe? I don't know. 70s, 80s, I think. Okay. Anyway. Out of Bud Light, Amstel Light, and Miller High Life Light, which beer has the lowest alcohol content? Bud Light, Amstel Light, and Miller High Life Light. Light. So they're all light beers. I mean, I think the Miller High Life Light probably tastes the worst out of all of those. Because <laughs> uh, I did have a phase of just drinking like macro garbage when I was in college. I didn't know what craft beer was at that point, really. I really didn't. Um, Which has a... I mean, I'm going to say Bud Light because they are such cheap bastards that they would want to give you the least for your buck. You said Bud. The answer is Amstel Light. Mm, really? Okay. That's from uh, Holland. Amstel Light, then Miller High Life Light, and Bud Light. Now, do you want to guess what the ABV is on an Amstel Light? 4.25. Lower. What? Three and a half? Three and a half! <laughs> See, I drank Amstel... In college, up for a stint. Three and a half percent. Wow. Okay. For Amstel Light. Maybe that's why I could pound them. I or know. maybe it's just because I was a college student, I could just pound anything beer-wise. So Amstel Light is three and a half percent. Miller High Life Light is 4.1 percent. And Bud Light is 4.2 percent. Oh, so you're getting the best bang for your buck from Bud Light. Bud it's Light. the opposite of what I thought. I just hate a- 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 AB and Bev. Yeah. Hate that company. Anyway. Okay, what beer contains ample amounts of which vitamin? <sighs> which vitamin? I've I know I've heard this before somewhere. Oh really? Yeah, I know I've heard this before somewhere. <sighs> I had no idea. I was like, huh, interesting. There's actually some, health. No, there, some, there's, there's some, yes. something beneficial from drinking. There's actually beer. been. I mean, you got to think. It's like it's hop like hops and grain. There are, there's nutrition you're going to get from that in the beer. So yeah, there are nutrients to it. Um, is it vitamin B? It is vitamin B. Okay. That was a lucky guess. No, I, I, that's what I vaguely remember. I don't remember what, it was on some podcasts I'd listened to a long time ago. I remember hearing about the actual nutritional value of beer. And I, yeah, I remember that there's actually like, some good nutritional value there. Yeah. Okay. Last question. I don't. I don't believe this question. This is very. You don't believe the answer. You yeah. Think it's BS. I don't know. I'll see what you think about. Yeah. This. Okay. To the closest gallon, how much beer does the average adult, obviously twenty-one years and older, drink in the U.S. per year? And this is a multiple choice question. 10 gallons, 17 gallons, 28 gallons, or 45 gallons? 45. No. 21. Or 28. 28. 28, yeah. 
I mean, I knew it would be high. Like, I remember seeing some sort of statistic like that some time ago and just thinking, like, yeah, that, I mean, that is a lot of gallons. It's almost a whole barrel of beer. And it was, it was a whole going barrel back, of beer going back. Right, going back. back to the 31 <laughs> gallons. See, I'm learning. You are learning. And you're doing. integrating. That's right. So the actual answer is 28.2 gallons, to be precise. Mm. Approximately the equivalent of one six-pack per week. Yeah, that's that a lot of beer. Yeah, that tracks. I mean, people drink, man. Like, people really... A lot of people that I know and have known for a lot of my life and meet, they drink hard on the weekends. Yeah. I think that tapers off some as you get older, unless you have an actual drinking problem. But, yeah, a lot of people do that. Anyway, so that was my little beer quiz for Carlin. Okay, that was it. You did pretty well. I did okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty embarrassed about the barrels thing. Wasn't thinking about it in the right way. I was way. like, you were like way <laughs> off. Like not even close. Yeah. It was like a a sea of beer. Is what I was <laughs> Multiple describing. barrels of beer. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So let's get into these three yeah. mystery beers. I'm very excited for these. Okay. So, oh, and just so people know is like a behind the scenes type thing. When we're doing beers like this, we have a bunch of different beer glassware. So whenever we're tasting beers, I try to make sure that I pair our glassware the same. So, like, we have three different types of glassware in front of us each, but it's the exact same for that same beer in front of us each. So, like, it's one glass for pair, beer pairs A. of glasses. Yeah, pairs of glasses. So it's one pair of glasses for glass A, one pair for glass B, and one pair for glass C. We have a lot of, glass. beer we have a lot of glassware at our house. We do. But for this reason, it really helps. It works because out. then you're making sure that... Because sometimes the cuts of a glass mm -hmm. can affect how it's delivered to your palate, and that can affect the flavor. So, at least this way, I know that we're both getting the same experience from that one beer. Yeah. So, anyway, let's... Get to A. Okay. Very orange. Yeah, yellowish orange. Very orange. Uh, can't see through it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like it hazy. Look, I was just going to say that. It's not hazy. It's just opaque. Yeah, it's not like that whitish, hazy IPA yeah. type look. But it's, yeah, it's just like there's probably a bunch of stuff in there. I don't think this is an IPA. It smells like a Rattler. It does smell like a Rattler. It smells like an orange. Very orangey. It's very. Orange and, and grapefruit. And lemon. And... Orange, grapefruit, lemon. Very citrusy. I got like a quick floral note when I first smelled it as well. A little, it smells a little tart. Yeah, it does. But it's hard to figure out if that's like the, the citrus fruit. Because it really does smell like there's like actual citrus fruit in it. Like it, it is a Rattler. It smells like a beer mosa. Yeah, it really does. I like it. It smells good. I feel like I'm getting... Like a good pink grapefruit yeah, hit in there. Sure, there is a lot of grapefruit. I feel like I have a tough time picking out grapefruit and beer, but in this one it's very predominant. I feel like there's some sort of spice. You think so? Like thyme or something like that? Mm, I don't know. I'm not good at Yeah, there's like a slight thyme in there. Well, we just had thyme on our pork chop rub recently. We did, but I don't know if I was specifically tasting it in the pork <laughs> chop. It was mainly a paprika because yeah. paprika gets pretty strong. That's a good rub, too. Okay. I'm interested in this. Yeah. It really smells like a Rattler, though. Let's go. Not to say that I have a problem with Rattlers. I actually do like Rattlers. I don't know what it is, but I like it. It's very, um... has it's a full mouthfeel, full-bodied. 
It's got a weird finish. It's very fruit-driven when it first hits your palate. It is like that orange, that lemon, that grapefruit we were saying we were smelling. But then it starts to get bitter on the finish. Yeah, it's and then a little it's, bitter. There's like a weird low-level soapiness that lingers after Could that. Like um, something like a fruited wheat. I could, you know, I could see that with like the actual fruit juice mm-hmm. in there. But it seems like it's like added after the fact, like not during fermentation or anything. Like it's an after the fact know. thing. I'm really interested to see what this is. It's because it's so strong on the fruit. Yeah. It's way too vibrant on the fruit for it to have been like beer fermented with orange, you know, whatever. It's, um, yeah, it just literally seems like it's a mixture, like a Rattler. I like it. Really it really does. It is good, though, yeah. It's really tasty. And as I continue to sip it, that finish to it is starting to get a little more muted for me, and it's starting to taste more like lemon peel. Okay. Like a bitter lemon peel to it. I mean, I got lemon in the nose. It's pretty good. I do enjoy that. It's pretty good. It's refreshing. It's very, it it's it's very, very bright. Um, good for the summer. Have some water. Yeah, it definitely would be a good for the summer type beer for sure. Yeah, make okay. sure we both get some water. Okay, so we'll leave that. We'll come back and rate it later. Let's go to beer B. This looks like a reddish brown, mm-hmm. yeah, like amber. Looks like maybe it could be yeah, like an amber ale, maybe. Kind of maybe like a Scottish ale or something. It smells like a Scotch ale. Ooh, it's very... It's got some spice. There's some sort of spice going on in there. Like a nutmeg and like a clove. It smells like maybe this is someone's like pumpkin beer kind of. You think so? It's got I'm getting like, like that... caramel. I'm getting like caramel. There is a caramel to it for sure. Do you get a little banana? I could see that. Yeah. yeah, it's like a slight banana caramel. Is this like a bananas foster type be. beer? I can see that caramel banana, like desserty, cinnamony, nutmeggy, clovey. I don't. I That's don't what smells lo- like. I don't to love me. the nose on this. Yeah, I don't love the nose either, especially because a lot of those notes that I you listed, don't like I don't like in beer typically. <laughs> so it's yeah, this will be yeah. interesting. I'm interested to see what this tastes like. But it does smell like kind of a banana dessert thing. We'll see. Hmm, I don't mind the taste. It's a lot softer. It is. The flavor is a little more muted. It's pretty easy to drink. It is. Hmm. So there is that like banana type flavor, but it's it's smooth. It's harmonious yeah. with the rest of the stuff going on in it. In it, and I do get like that cinnamon, that nutmeg to it. Definitely the clove, the caramel. Yeah, it's pretty nice, actually. I'm actually good with this. Like the nose to me is like, yeah, but the flavor is like a way more nuanced version of the nose. Yeah, like in comparison to the actual flavor of it, the nose seems a little rough and unpolished, but the flavor really just it marries together quite well. I don't love it, but I like it. I mean, for what the notes are in it, I'm surprised I like it. Okay. I mean, that's that's kind of a big victory, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for this beer. Because I'm typically not down with this type of stuff, but it's good. 
And there's definitely like a nice malty sweetness that's hanging out after each sip. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice, bad. nice little surprise, especially when what the nose delivered made me think, oh no. <laughs> I could definitely see why people would like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's well done for whatever it is. Unless there's no banana or any of those other things we said that were in it, and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> we'll find, we'll, we'll find we'll, out in we'll a couple minutes. Out. Okay, so let's go to beer C. This is the one you're most excited This is dark. For. Yeah, nice and dark. Just looks like a potentially imperial stout. Although, eh, it's got... No, it doesn't have a lot of lacing, so I'm going to assume it's not super lo- uh, high ABV. Although, it's got a pretty dark head when you swirl it up. So, leathery, soy sauce, leather, chalky, dark chocolate. I'm getting some vanilla. I can see a little vanilla-y. I'm getting some vanilla and some sweetness. A little tobacco to it as well. Like, leather and tobacco are kind of going together. Yeah, I get that. But I'm getting, like, a sweetness. So, this nose kind of a little bit reminds me of... Great Lakes Brewing, uh, their Fitzgerald Porter. Edmund Fitzgerald yeah. is what it's called. Yeah, their Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. It kind of reminds me nose-wise How of that. I remember that. It's a very distinct porter smell. Plus, my mom had picked me up like 12 of them when she went to visit my grandparents some years ago. And we had been like working those down for quite some time. No, <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if we need this much Edmund Fitzgerald. For a while, it was actually considered the best porter in the world. Hmm. That's probably changed now, but. I like it. I think it smells good. Yeah. I think everything I already said nose-wise, I think that's in there. So there is a lot going on. It's nothing like spectacular, but it smells solid. Yeah. It smells like this could be very well finessed beer. Yeah. Oh. Um. There's more of a punch to the actual flavor than I was expecting. It's definitely solid. It's, um... Mm, the dark chocolate to it I like a lot. Yeah, it has all the... It's just well-rounded, balanced. So the leather and tobacco notes are even stronger in the flavor, I think, than in the nose, which I'm actually good with. Because I think the dark chocolate aspect of it kind of balances those out. I enjoy this. Yeah, I do too. It's good. Mouthfeel-wise... I like it. It's lighter. So I think maybe it it's just a straight, straight stout, stout and not, like, imperial. It doesn't taste high ABV, B, no. ABV at all. No. It's it's easy to drink. It's very easy to put down. The f- And it, this is one of those ones where, like, it's darker and it's a bit sweeter, but it's not too sweet, and there's a good flavor to it. But you can also just put it down kind of mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's good. So I like, I mean, I like them all. I do. Uh, the rating's going to be tough. Okay. I knew mine. Going back to A. A is a somewhat rude awakening after having C. Because <laughs> it's very different. It's like, oh, yeah. whoa. Going through B and C and then going back to A just makes that citrusy stuff stand out even more. And it's also starting to taste a little pulpy at that point as well. Okay. Oh, whoops. Um, uh, this is a tough one. Okay, we starting with A? Yeah. 
Let's do. I'm, let's do. I'm gonna that. give A a five. Okay, so you're gonna I feel like it. it's like a good average beer. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. So four. I mean, I'm down with it. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Um. Beer B. Beer B. I'm getting beer. You go first. I'm also going a four on this one. I'm also going a four on this one. Okay. And beer C. I gotta taste it one more time. That one's good. I'm giving this one a six. I think it's better than average. Okay. So you're going a six on this. I'm gonna go. It's pretty good. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm gonna go with six with you're you. You're going on six. This. It's quite good. I thought you were gonna go five. No. Yeah, actually, I am going five. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. It didn't feel right to me after I was like, I locked in at six. I'm like, you know what? No, that, that's not feeling right. Not brutal enough for you. No, that's true. Got to stay true to my ways. Yeah. So, but obviously, beer C, the best Still of the, the best. Batch. That's at a five point five. Second up is the A at four point five, and then the B at four. So let's reveal B first. That was yeah, like the banana E flavor one. Yeah, I. I really want to know what the intent is here. I know, I'm nervous. <laughs> so B, the least uh, highly rated of the episode, but still getting a four, yeah, which is good. good. Oh, it's another one of these Spoonwood ones. Who's the brewery again? This is the one with the cayenne pepper right. from the last one that we hated. Spoonwood Brewing out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is their flambasted. It is a Bananas Foster-inspired malt beverage with natural flavors. Okay, well, then they very well executed that. And I feel proud of myself for That's nailing exactly that. exactly what you said. Yes. Good job. 6.5%. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, you don't taste a whole lot of alcohol to it. So I think they did a good job with yeah. this. They really did. So If there was not banana in the beer, I was going to be like, gonna what be the like... hell happened here? <laughs> What happened? No, but for being Bananas Foster, yeah, nailed. Yeah. Good job. That's exactly. Yeah. And this redeems them from the cayenne pepper it beer. Because that was terrible. Nice. Okay. So I'm glad we had more from them. All right. So in second place for the episode, Beer A, which had a 4.5 overall. This one's in a smaller can. Like it's, it's one of those can? slim cans. Oh, is this? Oh, it's Dogfish Head. Oh my goodness! You're gonna you're gonna be very surprised at this. This is gonna be, this is very interesting. I've seen this and I wanted to try it, so I'm glad we have. It is 0.5 percent alcohol, so it's technically non-alcoholic. What? Yes, this is a non-alcoholic beer because of that 0.5 percent. It's by Dogfish Head. Their Lemon Quest non-alcoholic wheat wheat brew. I so said you you really picked wheat. up on the wheat. So it is a wheat beer, they call it a near beer, wheat beer, with lemon and other natural flavors. I got the lemon. Okay, they say, our super refreshing non-alcoholic wheat brew with lemon puree, blueberry juice. Blueberry. I don't get the blueberry juice. Acai berries, okay, monk fruit extract, which is a natural sweetener, and sea salt. It's very tasty. I see the sea salt because there is like a smoothness to it. That's a very good non-alcoholic beer, beer. (laughs) let me tell you, because we had those episodes that people remember where we tried non-alcoholic beers, and there was some stuff that was pretty solid, but this kind of 
contains this less is way than .5% alcohol. That's really good for. Yeah, I mean, we've seen we've seen this for a non-alcoholic beer. It's, it's very tasty. It's very tasty for a non-alcoholic beer. I mean, we thought it was a Rattler. Yeah, which that's good. That's definitely good. I thought if, it was like just like a wheat beer with fruit. No, that's good. I'm down with that. It explains why it's so fruity, though. Wow. Well, and here's the thing: like a lot of the non-alcoholic beers we tried all had this kind of like rubbery, plasticky flavor yeah, to them. Like something wasn't right. There's nothing going on like that in this. Yeah. It's wow. Very good. Wow. Okay. Well, if people are looking for some good non-alcoholic, the uh, Dogfish Head Lemon Quest. Yeah, that's tasty. Wow. That's insane. And since we count our alcohol intake, this is nothing. Count and drink it then. <laughs> I might, I might want to pick some more of that up, honestly, just to have available. Okay. I like that. Good job, Dogfish Head. All right, now on to the beer that wins the whole thing. Beer C with a 5.5. This is also in a smaller can. Is this also non-alcoholic? I don't know. Oh, it's by Brew Gentleman. Okay. Okay, Mr. Automatic. It's an, a classic English-style robust porter. Oh, I was going to say it was porter. So it makes sense why I was yeah. comparing it to Edmund Fitzgerald, because that's, that's the same. It's an English-style robust porter. It's exactly the same style. And this is 6.7% alcohol. So that's good. I mean, it tastes like a very good robust porter. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's what it should be. I'm also proud of myself on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm proud all around. I... Yeah. Well, you really nailed the Lemon Quest. Yeah. I mean, we were never going to see that it was non-alcoholic. Yeah. And I think that's the point of how it's crafted, is for people to not pick sneaky, up on Sneaky, sneaky Kyle Norman. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really gl- glad he put that one in there, though. Really glad he put that one in there. Because I've been wanting to try it, but I've also been like, is it really going to be worth it? Because a lot of the times, like... The other ones we've had were like, ugh... Yeah, and a lot of them just end up being, like, good for a non-alcoholic beer. This is actually, actually like, a good beer. So, the fact that it is then non-alcoholic is a huge plus for for Mm -hmm. some people. So, wow, this is a fun episode. This is a great way to end it, too, with the mystery beers. Uh, Maybe we'll request in the future, whenever we meet up with Kelly and Kyle Norman, if they have beers to give us, do this again, please. Yeah, it was fun. It was great, and it's a way to get more of these Mystery Beers episodes. So, yeah, um, I actually have for another episode, I don't know when we're going to end up doing it, I have questions for Rebecca, Mm. since she had questions for me on this one. I'm not telling her what they're related to either. I mean, it's not beer? No, I mean, it's obviously beer related, but I'm not giving you like a category or a realm or where they came from or any of that stuff. Okay. But Rebecca will tell you, it took me a while to compile them. Yeah, I, like, copy and pasted mine off the webpage in, like, no time. And Carlin's like, I'm working on stuff for you. Still working on stuff for you. Still working. I'm like, what the heck is going on over there? It may have taken me about an hour. Because there was a lot of, like, looking around that I kind of had to do. And you'll understand why when we actually do it. But I'm trying to think the best way to integrate it. Maybe we could do it as part of, like, a Cellar Dive episode or... I don't know, a on-the-shelf episode or just a random one. Because I've also thought about doing an episode format where we revisit a brewery that maybe we've done a showcase for, but we want to check back in on what they're doing now. Like a Sierra Nevada, maybe. Because Sierra Nevada's put out some newer stuff. We did a showcase for them. 
And I've just, I haven't been drinking their stuff, but it gives me a reason if we do an episode like that to see what their newer stuff is tasting like. So, I don't know, maybe something like that. But if you have feelings on which episode we should do next or what format you like the most or a new format idea, send us email at brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you're Kyle Norman, you can just text me because uh, <laughs> that's how that works. Um the other stuff, if you want back episodes, BrutalBattle.com, or you can search it on archive.org. Just put in Brutal Battle. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really do beer stuff on Twitter. It's all horror-related stuff. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Brutal Battle. I'm Carlin at Brutal Battle. Uh, untapped, I am Carlin C or Carlin Cook. I'm Rebecca C. And we check into mainly the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, rate us and review us on whatever podcaster you use to listen to this podcast. Uh, iTunes helps us the most, but whatever is good. And then the big thing is word of mouth, because if you tell people, hey, this is fun and awesome, if it's coming from a person they trust, then more likely they'll listen to it. And then you guys can talk about it. You guys can share an interest in this podcast. And then the last big one is... Instagram. Brutal Battle Podcast. Yes. And that's probably the best place social media wise. We did have a Facebook page, but I technically it still exists. I don't do anything with it. Also, Facebook sucks. So there's that. But anyway, thanks everyone for taking your time to listen to this. And until next time, keep it brutal. I feel so-